Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yivamah Staf Lamed Dalid. We left off. We're holding at the very top of Lamed Dalid Amr Aleph. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. It is also sponsored by Yossi Shik in memory of Rav Shmuel Ben Rav Yosef, whose yard site is today. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we're going to continue our discussion of our Mishnah yesterday where we spoke about where you have a case of two people that are Makadesh Shtei Nashim and uh, then they made a mistake and they were Hichlifu Zeh when it came time to do the Nisuin, when it came time for them to go home together, they each took home the wrong wife. So the Mishnah went through a case where one could be in violation of four Isurim all at the same time. If the two women happened to be sisters and the two men happened to be brothers and the women had to be Nidos. So it's a violation of Eshazish, it's a violation of Eshazachiv, it's a violation of Achosishto, and it's a violation of Nida for each of these four people that are involved in this whole confusion, in this whole Balagan that happens with these, uh, with these four uh, four people. So the Gemara is going to discuss today, well wait a second, there are certain assumptions that we're making if you think that you could violate all four of those Yisurim at the same time. You're assuming that Yisur Chalal Yisur be Yisur Kolel, be Yisur Mosif, be Yisur Basachas. So Amal Aleph, we're going to talk about how could that be? Who's the Shita that holds that you have all of those things? That Yisur Chalal Yisur be Yisur Mosif, be Yisur Kolel, be Yisur Basachas. And that's going to lead us into a discussion of whether it's in fact possible for a woman to become pregnant from the Bia Rishona from the very first time that she has Bia and the Gemara is going to discuss well do we ever have any Rayas in history in Tanakh from women uh, potentially becoming pregnant from Bia Rishona what about Tamar what about Erva Onan so uh, did, was there the possibility of, uh, of becoming pregnant from Bia Rishona that's going to be uh, the majority of, uh, of Amud Beis the Gemara is going to talk about Bia Shalok Kedarka and uh, whether a woman becomes Tame from the Bia Rishona and what type of Bia makes a woman into a uh, into to someone who has to go to the Mikvah to become a, uh, a Tameya so uh, then the Gemara is going to tell us a little bit that if a, 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 an interesting Yisod, that if a woman, uh, a woman becomes an Almana and then she goes 10 years uh, remaining unmarried, that when she gets remarried after that, she's not going to be able to have any children, with the only exception being if she was daitali nasai in between. And the Gemara is going to have a couple of episodes where it seems to be, at least at first it seemed to be, that that Yisod was not true, that people were able to become pregnant uh, after going 10 years as an Almana without daitali so let's begin again. We're holding at the very top of Daf Lamedal Ramadal. So just to chazer over. In our Mishnah, we said that in, uh, our Mishnah seems to assume that an Isser is Chalal Isser, be Isser Kolel, be Isser Mosif, be Isser Bas Achas. Because the case of our Mishnah of the two brothers that were married to two sisters and each one took home the wrong wife and they were both Nidos assumes all of those things. Because it, is, it, it assumes that you violate four Isurim, Isser Eshas Ish, Eshas Ach, Isha and Nida, and those four chataos can only be chal if you assume Isr chalal Isr in all of these ways. How so? So let's just go through the cheshbin. Ruvain marries Rachel, and right away Rachel becomes Asr to Shimon uh, with two Isurim. Just right from the fact that, that Ruvain marries Rachel, immediately Ruvain's brother is Asr to Rachel with two different Isurim. She's an Eshes Ish, like any other married woman in the world, and she's also Eshes Achiv. So right off the bat, you have two Isurim. 
Yisurim, and those are clearly Chal Bebasachas. As soon as Reuven marries Rachel, that's Yisur Basachas. Those two Yisurim are Chal at the same time. Stage two, afterwards, Shimon marries Leah, Rachel's sister. So now a third Yisur happens, because now uh, a th- now Rachel, Reuven's wife, Mrs. Reuven, becomes also to Shimon in a third way, because she is now also Achos Ishto. And that is an Yisur Kolel, because uh, the, all the sisters of, uh, of, of Leah become Asr to Shimon at the moment that Shimon marries Leah. Not only Rachel, Mrs. Ruvain, but any other sisters that Leah might have are also becoming Asr. So that's what we call an Isr Kolel. So you see that Isr Kolel is happening. And then stage three, afterwards, uh, Mrs. Ruvain becomes a Nida. Rachel, Ruvain's wife, Mrs. Ruvain, becomes a Nida. So now she becomes Asr to Shimon Midin Nida as well. And that's an Isr Mosif, because when she becomes Asr to Shimon as a Nida, she's also becoming Asr to the entire world as a Nida, including her own husband, who up until now she's been Muteres to, including to Ruvain, her own husband. So that is an Isr Mosif. So in order to have the case in our Mishnah, where you're in violation of 40 Surim, four different Chatos, of Eishas Ish, of Achos Ishto, of Eishas Achiv, and of Nida, you need to assume Isr Basachas, Isr Kolel, and Isr Mosif. That Isr Chalal Isr. So we had a Machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon uh, a couple of days ago about the Isr Chalal Isr, and we don't find that anybody holds that Isr Chalal Isr in all three of those circumstances of Basachas, Mosif, and Kolel. And that leads our Gemara to ask the question, Man Tana? Who is the Tana of our Mishnah? De Islay Isr Kolel, Isr Mosif, Isr Basachas. That holds that Isr Chalal Isr in all three of those circumstances. Some Rabbi Domarav, Rabbi Meir, he, oh, there is somebody that holds that way. That is the Shita of Rabbi Meir. The Rishon Rabbather, that Luchorah, we could have said it was Rabbi Yossi. We learned in yesterday's daf that Rabbi Yossi holds Isr Chalal Isr Isr Kolel. And if you hold Isr Chalal Isr Isr Kolel, then for sure you hold the Isr Chalal Isr Isr Mosif. Kolel is a, is a harder to say Isr Chalal Isr. So for sure you would hold Isr Mosif. And, and, and for sure, for sure, by Isr Basachas. So once you have someone who holds that Isr Kolel, you can say Isr Chalal Isr. Mimele you'll have by uh, Isr Mosif and Isr Basachas. So the Rishon struggled with that. Why we couldn't just stick with Rabbi Yossi? But we're going to say no. It's Rabbi Meir who holds that all of these things are true. It's none, because Rabbi Meir said this in a different context. Rabbi Meir said the following. We have the following Mishnah, Mesechus Krisus. Yesh ochal achila achas. A person can eat one achila, meaning a person can have one kezayis of food. V'chayiv and for that one piece of food, it could be four chataos and one carbon asham. How could this happen if a person is tame and he's eating chelev, but for who knows, sir, that chelev is no, sir, it's leftover parts of a carbon after this man achila, it's part of a carbon. And he does this on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara in Christos elaborates how, how does this uh, mean that you are chayev four chataos and one asham. So the the Gemara over there says, well, right away uh, when it's when it's chulin, as soon as the, the behemoth is born, it's uh, all the chelev of that behemoth is asr. So the isra chelev is chal right off the bat. And uh, that's an isra achila, it's mutabana. Afterwards, when the person becomes tameh, so uh, the, the second isra kicks in, and that's an isra achilas kachim betumas aguf, that you're not allowed to eat uh, kachim betumas aguf while you're tameh, that's isra kol. 
Chalal, that since it's uh, that that Isser is Chal on the other Chatichos of the Basar Kachim, that there's Nisra Achila on all the Chatichos of Basar Kachim, so this Chaticha, which is Chalev, is also going to have such an Isser. And then when you're Makdish the Behema, there's Nisra Me'ila, which it works Midin Isser Mosif, because originally the Chalev was Asr only by Achila. When you're Makdish the Behema, the Chalev becomes Asr even by Hanoa as well, where you Chayev Mishum Me'ila, so that's an Isser Mosif, and that you Chayev a Karban Asham Me'ilos for. And then when that Chalev becomes Nosar, another Isser kicks in. Then it becomes uh, the, the Isser Nosar is Chal Midin Mosif, because uh, the, the, uh, the, the, that, since that Chalev becomes Asr Gavoa, meaning it's Nosar, you're not even allowed to burn on the Mizbech anymore, it becomes, it becomes Nifsal Mehakrava, so it becomes Asr to, to, for a Hedyo to be Ochel also, for a person to be Ochel as well. And then when uh, Yom Kippur is going to be Chal, when the day of Yom Kippur comes, so another Isra of Achilu B'Yom HaKippurim is Chal B'Din Isra Kolel. Because uh, since the Isra Yom Kippur is Chal on all food in the world, this is included in all food in the world. And therefore the Isra of Yom Kippur kicks in as well. So utilizing Isra Mosef and Isra Kolel in all these ways, we see how you can be Chayiv Arba Chatos Va'ashem Echad if you eat that one piece of, uh, that if a Tameh person eats that one piece of Chalev, that's no sir, that's Hagdish, on Yom HaKippurim. Rameir Omer, Rameir says, and if in addition to that it's Shabbos, and as he's eating it, he's carrying it outside in his mouth, then he's Chayv, another carbon for being uh, for Chatos, uh, for Shabbos. The Achronim raised the question that even though he's most of a Chatos Achas for Hotza'a, but he shouldn't, if that's the case, he shouldn't have to bring a carbon Asham for the Me'ila, because the Chayav Emisa Shogin are Pater Mitashlumen, and since he's Pater from, from Tashlumen, he shouldn't have to pay the Tashlumen Me'ila, and when you don't pay the Tashlumen Me'ila, you also don't bring the carbon Me'ila. So that's a kasha that the Rishonim, uh, that the Achronim deal with over here, of how Rabbi, by Remeir adding Shabbos into the picture, he's, uh, he, he should be subtracting Me'ila from the picture, but the Gemara doesn't address that point. The Gemara just says that Rabbi Meir adds in Shabbos if he's carrying it in his mouth while he's uh, eating it. So even though it's not the Derech Hotza'a to be carry it out in your mouth, but uh, by Dvar Meichel, it's considered the Derech Hotza'a because you put food in your mouth. But you're not Chayiv Mishum Yom HaKiburim on this Hotza'a, uh, the way Rashi understands, because we're assuming that there's no Isra Hotza'a on Yom HaKiburim. So Amr Lo, the Chum said, back to Rabbi Meir, we don't count Isra Shabbos on the list of the uh, various Chatos that this guy's going to have to bring, because Eino Min Hashem. You don't count it together with the other Chiyuvim. All the other Chiyuvim are Chiyuv Achila. Over here, by the Isra of Shabbos, it's an Isra Hotza'a. Uh, it's not an Isra Achila. Rabbi Meir holds that even though it's an Isra Hotza'a, since uh, you're, 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 uh, you're accomplishing the Hotza'a by swallowing the food, so that's going to be considered an Isra Achila as well. So what's the right over here. What are we trying to show? The whole point of bringing this is to show that Rabbi Meir holds Isra Chalil, Isra Bisr, Mosif, Bisr, Kolol, Bisr, Basachas. How do we prove it over here? So the way Rashi understands this sugya, it's somewhat uh, debatable, Tosos disagrees, but the way Rashi understands this sugya is that Rabbi Meir holds, you see clearly Rabbi Meir holds, that Isra Chalil, Isr in all three of these ways, because Rabbi Meir's moda to what the Chacham said, that there are four chataos and one asham, and those, that, those four chataos and one asham, we 
already did the Cheshvan before, only work if you're assuming Isr Mosif and Isr Kolel. And then when Rameir says you chayev also for Otsal B'Shabbos, you see that he holds Isr Basachas as well, because that Achila becomes Asr Isra Achila of Yom HaKippurim. So how could you be Chal Isr, how could the Isr Shabbos be Chal at the same time as well? It must be, because Shabbos and Yom Kippur are Chal B'Basachas. So with Isr Mosif and Isr Kolel, you already see from the Shita of the Rabbanan. Then when Rameir adds Shabbos on top of it, so that's because Shabbos and Yom Kippurim are Chal B'Basachas. That's why you could have an Isr Shabbos that's Chal at that same time. So both of these Surim are Chal at the same time. And therefore you see Rameir explicitly holds Isr Chal, Isr Bisr Kolob, Bisr Mosif, and Bisr Basachas. Tosos and the other Rishonim reject Rashi's explanation. Because you can't say that the Shabbos Indian relates to Isr Chal The two Isurim are totally different. On Shabbos, you chayv mishum hotza'ah. On Yom Kippur, you chayv mishum achila. So even if you didn't hold Isr Chal Basachas, both of those Isurim can be chal, because they're two totally separate Isurim in their character, in their very nature. They're not Isure achila. One is an Isra achila, and the other is an Isr hotza'ah. So Tosus understands that Remeir is coming to teach us that you chayv al hotza'ah both mishum Shabbos and mishum Yom Kippur. That when Rameir says Yechayev on Hotzah, it means Yechayev Mishum Hotzah of Shabbos and Hotzah of Yom Kippur. And he's assuming that Hotzah is Asr and Yom Kippur. Aye, but how could you have both an Isra of Hotzah and Shabbos and Hotzah of Yom Kippur? Ain Isra Chal Yeah, Basachas, Shabbos and Yom Kippur start at the same time. So since it's a Basachas, that's where we see that Rameir holds the Isra Basachas. So the Gemara explains, Rabbi Meir Ali Bedeman, Rameir, who says, who apparently is now the author of our Mishnah. And therefore holds that when you took the wrong sister home with you after, you know, at the Shas Knisas and Luchopo, when you got married, you have four different chata'os, even though Luchora, you were trying to do a mitzvah, you were trying to get married, you were trying to have a bias mitzvah, and there's a uh, machlokas about Tabidvar mitzvah, if a person uh, made an av- did an Avera, but with a, by making a mistake while trying to do a mitzvah, whether one is chayiv or not. So if Rameir is going to say that you chayiv dalit chatos over here, aliba deman. Which shita in the sugya of tabidvar mitzvah is he assuming like? If he's assuming like Rabbi Yeshua, Ha'amar Tabidvar Mitzvah, Rabbi Yeshua holds that if a person made a mistake and he doesn't have error for which he should be Chayavachatas, but he did it in the context of trying to do a mitzvah, Potter, he does not have to bring a Garban Chatas. Ella, Halibid Rabbi Eliezer. It must be, therefore, that Rameir is assuming like Rabbi Eliezer, that Tabidvar Mitzvah, that if a person made a mistake and didn't have error for which he's Chayavachatas, in the context of trying to do a mitzvah, that he's in fact going to be chayev, and that's why you chayev all these chatos. What exactly is the case that the Gemara discusses in Mesech HaShabbos? You're trying to do a mitzvah and you accidentally do an Avera? So the Gemara discusses, <coughs> Rameir says in Mesech HaShabbos, and Zainam that there's no machlokas Shablazar and Rabbi Yoshua if, let's say, a person has two babies that both require a mila. One requires a mila on Erev Shabbos, and the other one requires a mila on Shabbos. And in the uh, effort to do the mitzvah of mila, to give the babies a bris mila, he does a mila of uh, the Erev Shabbos baby on Shabbos. So he's tabbed of our mitzvah, he's trying to do a mitzvah, and he accepts it was Mechal Shabbos. 
everyone agrees in that case that you're potter because in the end of the day the baby had a mila it was after the baby was already eight days old it was the friday baby so you mild the friday baby on shabbos he actually did a mitzvah you just also did an aveira at that time so everyone holds in that case that you can be potter the machlokas is if there are two babies one of them needs a bris on sunday and the other one needs a bris on shabbos and you mild the sunday baby on shabbos that's where rabbi eliezer says chayiv chatos and rabbi Shua says you're potter so a mayor must hold the the, the see that Rameir holds that according to Rabbi Yeshua if you're tov bedvar mitzvah like by Mila where you want to mal the baby who's, 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 who's rightful time to get the bris is Shabbos and you made a mistake and you mouthed the Sunday baby on Shabbos even though you didn't do a mitzvah at all because there is no mitzvah on that baby on that day nevertheless Rabbi Yeshua says you're part from, from uh, Chatas so that's what Rameir must not be assuming like because uh, Rameir says that when you tell Bidvar Mitzvah in our case uh, uh, even though you didn't do a mitzvah because you were Boa Leish we should have patterned him from Chatas according to Rabbi Yeshua so Rameir must be assuming like the sheep of Rabbi Eliezer, that if you tell Bar Mitzvah, velo asa mitzvah, you're going to be chayiv a carbon chatas. So Yibayaseimo, or alternatively, li olam alib Rabbi Shua. Maybe Rabbi Meir could even assume, like Rabbi Yoshua, that normally tell Bar Mitzvah, velo asa mitzvah, you're potter. Aye, why in our case, where the guy took, the, both uh, brothers took the wrong sister home with them, and they were in need and everything else, why are they chayiv for chatos? You know when Rabbi Shua said that's when it comes to trying to juggle a chiv mila on two different babies where there's a, where where time is of the essence. The uh, the zman of the mila for for one of the babies is Shabbos, and you don't want to pass up that zman. I Meaning you're supposed to do a mila bizmana. It's true that if you didn't do a mila bizmana, you can still do a mila afterwards, but it's a different mitzvah. Meaning now you have a mila shalom it's an entirely different madrega of a mitzvah. Not only that, they view it as a tshuva that even a mila shalom is mana, by delaying it any further than it needs to be delayed, it's downgrading the mitzvah to a certain degree. That the earliest man you're able to do the mila is, is a higher level mitzvah. But for sure, when it comes to a mila bismana versus a mila shalom is mana, they view this in the context where someone asked him that they were already not able to do the bris of their child on time, so they wanted to wait till Erev Pesach because uh, they don't want to have to fast in Erev Pesach. So they figured they once they're not doing the meal on time anyway, they'll push the meal off to Lerav Pesach, will be Sudas Mitzvah. So they, rather than, uh, than learning, uh, what was, what's the shortest Masechta? I think Makos Yerushalmi is the shortest Masechta. Rav Asher says, one of his Talmidim recorded a 90-minute uh, shear of the entire Yerushalmi Makos so that uh, you, can, uh, you can finish all of Makos Yerushalmi. So instead of doing that, easier is just delay the bris until uh, Erev Pesach. So now the Behuda goes nuts on the guy. <laughs> he says, you can't do that. You're not allowed to delay a bris meal. And then he just, you know, he's hifres alamida a little bit. He says, and who says a meal is a good enough reason not to fast on Erev Pesach anyway? I think we generally assume a meal is a good enough reason not to fast on Erev Pesach. But, uh, but that, that's uh, so in that context. But if, so meal is manubal. You got to get it done today. Aval hai. But in the case of these people that are getting married, there's no particular zman that you need to get married. So since there's no zman for the mitzvah virishona, so lo, so then uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Yishu would not pater him from chatas in that case. He would say, you should have taken your time, thought about what you were doing, and realized what you were doing, and therefore you can be chayi v'chatos even if you're to'a bitvar mitzvah. There was no zman obahul. So frankly, Mar, is that true? That the whole machlokus about to'a bitvar mitzvah is only kisha zman obahul? But if a person is not uh, is not rushed by any time constraints, that there's no machlokus, that a to'a bitvar mitzvah 
is going to be chayiv v'chatas v'arei truma. But what about the example of someone who eats truma b'shogeg? There's no time constraint. There's no specific time for achilas truma. V'kapater. And Rabbi Yeshua says that if someone eats truma b'shogeg, uh, he's pater from uh, if he was trying to do the mitzvah of achilas truma, he's pater uh, from 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 uh, the chatas. Titnan hayochel b'truma v'nodushu ben grusha ben chalutza. A person was eating truma and then he finds out while he's eating the truma that he's not really a kohen, that he's a chalal, that he's a ben grusha or a ben chalutza who has a din of azar. He's not allowed to eat truma. Rabbi Lezer mechayiv keren v'chomish. Rabbi Lezer says he brings he has to pay keren v'chomish like any czar who eats truma. Rabbi Shua poter. Rabbi Shua says he's poter. Why? Because he was tabed var mitzvah v'loas a mitzvah. Aye, but there's no zmano bahul. So why is he poter? Elamai, you see that even when it's not zmano bahul, you're going to be poter. So says Gemara. No, it is zmano bahul. Ha'itmar Allah, and here's our dafyomi coincidence for the day. Amar of Bibi Barabai hachav b'truma. Be'erev ha-Pesach haskinan, dizman ha-Bahul, he's eating chametz truma and it's Erev Pesach, so time is really of the essence, because the sov zman achila, so what are the chances we're going to bring up Erev Pesach on the week of Erev Pesach in Meseches Yevamos, right? So uh, so it's Erev Pesach, on, uh, and he's trying to eat his chametz, he's trying to finish up, uh, the uh, because if he doesn't eat it, he's going to have to burn it at the zman streif has chametz, and so he has to do whatever he can in order to fulfill the mitzvah of shmiras ha-truma, to protect the truma, is to eat it properly, so that's what Yeshua says that he's going to be potter because in that case he was tabed var mitzvah while it was in fact zmano bahu. Tulsa says that the Gemara could have just said like we say in Pesachim that truma is called avoda and Rabbi Yeshua potters because he holds that chol that's also avoda the avoda is kshera but okay but for whatever reason the Gemara doesn't give that approach. Vi by yaseima or maybe we could say that you don't need to say that our Mishnah holds uh, iser chal iser by iser mosif and iser kolal and all of these things but rather be iser basachas that all the cases in our Mishnah where all four chatos that are that, that are chal in our Mishnah are all chal together because of Isra Basachas. Meaning we've been working from the top of this page, from the top of Lamadal and Alf, we started with an assumption that the only way to make our Mishnah work, where the, each guy brings home the wrong sister and she's Anida and their brothers, right? The only way that you could be chayiv four chatos of Eshasish and Eshasachiv and Achosishto and Nida is if you assume Isra Basachas, Isra Kolal, and Isra Mosif. And therefore we had to find, oh, Rabbi Meir is the one that holds that and Rabbi Meir must be locking in to Shitas Rabbi Eliezer and not Shitas Rabbi Yeshua. Maybe the whole cheshbon is wrong. Maybe you can have all four chatos just with Isr Basachas alone, that they can all be chal Basachas and you don't need Isr Mosef and Isr Kolel. Vibay sim Isr Basachas. Valibat Rabbi Shimon. And we're assuming like the sheet of Rabbi Shimon that even though ain't Isr Chal Isr, when it comes to Isr Basachas, then Isr will be Chal Isr. That we learned in yesterday's daf. The Rabbi Shimon is moda by Isr Basachas. Then you're going to say Isr Chal Al Isr. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, and, 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 and Tosus points out, and then you don't have to lock yourself into Rabbi Eliezer about Toa B'Dvar Mitzvah. You could even be going like Rabbi Yoshua as far as Toa B'Dvar Mitzvah is concerned because Rabbi Shimon holds that Rabbi Shua only passes Toa B'Dvar Mitzvah if L'Besof as a Mitzvah. But if you're not as a Mitzvah L'Besof, then, you, then, you, then Rabbi Yoshua would be, would be Mechaev you. Unlike Rabbi Meir's understanding of the machlokas about Talbidvar Mitzvah, where a mayor understands that if you're Osa Mitzvah in the end, then everyone holds your pater, and the whole machlokas is only if you're Eino Osa Mitzvah. No, in, in that sugi, Mesach Shabbos, once we can say we're holding like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says that the whole machlokas is only if you're, uh, if you're Osa Mitzvah. When you're Eino Osa Mitzvah, then everyone holds you're going to be Chayiv. So, uh, so Bish Lamakulu, I understand the Yisravashis Ish and the Yisravashis. 
Reishas Ach, Anias Ravachos Isha, Mishkachoslu, you could have them all Chalba Basachas. How do you have such a case that she becomes your wife's sister, your brother's wife, and an Eshes Isha all at the same time? That's easy. Both brothers make the same guy Shliach to be Makadesh wives for them. Vishavu Inhu Shliach, and both sisters make a Shliach to be Makabel Kiddushin for them. Upaga Shliach Bishliach, and the Shliach of the brothers meets the Shliach of the sisters, and they give the Kiddushin of both brothers to the Shliach of both sisters. So it turns out that both sisters are Niskadish to both brothers, Mamish, at the same time. So there's your Isr Eshas Ish, the Isr Eshas Ach, and the Isr of Achos Isha. All happening by Basachas. El Anido But how do they pull off becoming Anida pumped at that moment of Kiddushin also? Right? How do you how can you ever even measure such a thing? That they dafka become Anida right then at uh, at that at that moment. Because uh, that, that it's all gonna be called at the same time. Because in Man of Shachif they became Anida before the Kiddushin, so the Isunida came first before the other Isurum, and it became Anida after the Kiddushin. So then the the, the all those other Isurum came before the Isunida. So Amrav no the Mishnah said that that our Mishnah, which assumes that all the Yisurim are chal, including this Nida, is b'shofos mitoch shlosha asor lachar shlosha shosha asor lachiyuvi in hu, or mitoch shneim asor lachar shneim asor lachiyuvi in he. The case is that all of these uh, young men, have, both of these brothers, have the same birthday. Not so surprising if they can be confused for each other, right? So both brothers have the same birthday; they're identical twins. Both sisters are exactly, or they also have the same birthday as the brothers, but one year later, they're exactly one year younger, and they're also identical twins, right? Let's say so. You have two. You have two brothers who are twins, two sisters who are twins. It makes it easier to assume they're identical. That's how they ended up with the wrong woman, right? And they uh, and they each go home with the wrong woman. What day do they go home with the wrong woman? On the day of their bar and bas mitzvah, the day that all of them are becoming a bar and bas mitzvah, and the bleeding of the women starts when they're when, right before the day before the bar and bas mitzvah, and they continue to bleed into that day of the bar and bas mitzvah. So at the moment that the boys become a bar mitzvah and the girls become a bas mitzvah, the kiddushin is chal. They did a, the, the shliach did a ma'aseh kiddushin beforehand, but now the kiddushin is going to be chal. And the Kiddushin being, or, or they did a Maisa Kiddushin before, so the Kiddushin is going to be Chal, and the Yisunidah is Chal all at the same time. That's how Rashi understands our Sugi, that it must be that they did a Maisa Kiddushin in advance, and the Kiddushin is going to be Chal right when they become Baran Bas Mitzvah, which means that the Yisraelish and Achos Ish is going to be Chal at that moment. And since the, the women are bleeding at that time, they're also going to be subject to Nida at that time. That's Rashi. Tosos and the other Rishonim have a really hard time with this Rashi. They say, how could it be? That a katan is going to give kiddushin before while he's still a katan. That's going to be chal when he becomes a gadol. Ain ma'isa katan klum. A katan can't do that. It doesn't work. A katan gives kiddushin to uh, to uh, to a woman even if he's saying al menas that it's going to be chal when I become a gadol. It doesn't work. And it, it's a, a plus. It's a davar shalom So Tosas is a different girsa and the other rishonim also. They have a girsa that b'shofos mitoch gimel la'achar gimel lechiyuvi inhu that uh, they they were niskadesh before the girl were three years old. So all the Isurei Bia are in Chal on them. Meaning the Kiddushim could be Chal on a very little girl. The Kiddushim could be Chal on a one day old if you're Makadesh uh, but if you if the father gives the girl over for Kiddushim. But none of the Isurei Bia are Chal because she's not a Bas Bia until she becomes three years old. So on the day that she becomes three years old, all of the Isurei Bia are going to be Chal and she becomes a Nida on that same day. So that's how, uh, that, that's, that's the case, the way Tosas and the other Rishonim understand we're setting up over here. Now, we said in the Mishnah that after these uh, young men have this Bia with these, uh, with these, uh, the, the, with the, 
incorrect woman. They brought home the wrong woman. So they separate them from their husbands for three months in order to make sure that they didn't become pregnant from that uh, from from the first bia because we have to we're going to have to know who the real father is if they are pregnant. But wait a second, the Gemara says a woman can't become pregnant from the very first bia that she ever has. No, the case is that they didn't just have one bia; they had repeated bia, and that's why uh, there's a concern that she becomes pregnant. But wait, Rabbi Chia told us that in uh, that in the case of our Mishnah, there are 16 Karbanos Chatos that you're going to have to bring because each of these four people is in violation of 40 Surim. So it's a total of 16 Chatos. But wait a second, but if they had multiple Bios, then if each of them had two bios, they should be chayiv, each person should be chayiv four chatos for each bia, which means that each of these four people should really be chayiv eight chatos, which means it should have been a total of 32 chatos, not a total of 16 chatos. But if you're going to say like that, that according to Rabbi Eliezer, that Rabbi Eliezer holds, just like Rabbi Eliezer holds, you chayiv chatos in each and every bia, so too he each every koach within the bia, each movement within the bia, because each koach is its own hanaa. So even if you're going to say that they only had one bia, it's still going to be more than sixteen chataos. We're only counting toward the list of chataos, the chataos that you bring for the koach rishon. So so too, we're only counting toward the list of chataos, the chataos you bring for the bia rishon. There, it has to be a case of multiple bias, because there's no other way that there could be a concern of pregnancy. If it was only one Bia, there would be zero concern of her being pregnant because a woman can't become pregnant from the Bia Rishona. So the Gemara is now going to question that biological statement that a woman cannot become pregnant from the Bia Rishona. So Amalei Rav Rav Nachman. Rav says Rav Nachman Vahatamar the Bia Rishona Yabra Tamar in the Torah. She was the wife of Er, the son of Yehuda, and he died. And Onan uh, was uh, Miyabim her, and he died. And she, her first Bia was uh, was with Yehuda when she was a Basula when she she slept with Yehuda, and she became pregnant from that because Er and Onan. We're going to soon see where Meshami Shalok Kedarka and they weren't they didn't do a Bia with her in the normal way. And so you see that uh, that that even though she was still a basula when she had beer with Yehuda, she became pregnant from that. No, she manually removed her basulim prior to having beer with Yehuda. The assumption is the beer that removes the basulim cannot make a woman pregnant. But if a woman has manually removed her basula, the right, a woman could go to a doctor and there's a procedure that he could do to take out uh, the basulim. So if she had that done, then she's not going to become, then she can become pregnant from the first beer. Pointed out that Kol all of these women who manually removed their basulim in the base Rebbe, Tamar Shman, they all call them Tamar. Tamar, Tamar, They all name her. That's like a, a nickname that they have for them. That they're all called Tamar because they're doing a Maisa Tamar. They're doing exactly what Tamar did. Why would they do this in the base Rebbe? Like this was a sounds like it was common practice that all the women from the base Rebbe they're all called Tamar because this is what they do. They all remove. The uh, the besulim. So the Ritva says that they did it with Shem Shemaim because they wanted to be uh, make him zeralim mi and they wanted to right away become pregnant. 
because uh, they were kosher and they were from Mishvachos Kesherim Kedoshim, so they wanted to become pregnant right away in order to have as many children as possible, and that's why they did this in preparation of being able to have uh, to, to have children. The Meiri says they wanted to be able to become pregnant right away so that their husbands could go right back to yeshiva to learn, and uh, you know they, their husbands would travel out of town and go to yeshiva to learn, and uh, they can come back nine months later to say Mazel Tov. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, others say that uh, that that uh, that that Rabbi Yaakov Edmund says they did it to save their husbands from the Yisra of Hotzar Vatala, that their husbands are going to be having beer with them, knowing that there's no chance of it uh, of becoming pregnant from that, so it might be a violation of Zer Levatala. We don't assume that that's actually a violation of Zer Levatala, but maybe that was an extra chumrah in the area of, uh, of Zer Levatala. Rabbi Yaakov Edmund is just bothered that uh, Tainus Basulim now goes away, and not only that, a husband might suspect his wife now that when she's not a Basula, um, that, uh, that she's just covering for herself by saying that she manually removed the basulim, and he might suspect that she was mezana. So he says it must be that their practice was that they would manually remove the basulim in front of their husbands and show their husbands that they're causing themselves to bleed by removing the basulim. Okay, something like that. But the bottom line is the Gemara is still sticking with the uh, the assumption that uh, when a basula has a beer rishona, she cannot become pregnant. So frankly, Gemara, but wait, why are you assuming Tamar was a basula? Vahavu erva onan. She had beer with both Er and Onan. So Erva Onan Shimshu Shalokadarkan. Now Er and Onan didn't have a proper Bia, they only did uh, Tashmish Shalokadarka. So Mesne, so the Gemara says, is that true that Erva Onan only had Tashmish Shalokadarka? We have a Bryce that tells us that if, when a woman is nursing, Kalesim Varba Chodesh, for the 24 months after the baby is born, where uh, the baby really needs to nurse in order to, uh, to, to grow and thrive and uh, have uh, and be healthy. So the husband shouldn't be Boel, his wife, in the normal way because you have to be choshesh that she might become pregnant within those 24 months. Once she becomes pregnant, she'll lose her milk, she won't be able to nurse, and it's going to be a sakana to the baby. So what should you do instead? Dashmi bifnim vizorimi bachutz. In the first 24 months after the baby is born, he should uh, be dashmi bifnim, he should have regular tashmish, but when it comes time for hotza zera, he should be motzi the zera outside of the woman's body. Diver Rabbi Eliezer. That's what Rabbi Eliezer says. So Amrullah the Chum said, what? Halal the way to that's terrible. That's doing what Erva Onan did. To be Dashmi Bifnim Vizarmi Bachutz. To be Mashkazera like that. To be punished with no. You can, that's punishable with death. Look what happened to Erva Onan. But what you see from that question is that Aaron Onan were not Mashami Shalok Kedarka. That would be a Kedarka. They were just Dashmi Bifnim Vizarmi Bachutz. So why are we assuming? That Erva Onan were Mishami Shalokadarka. It's not what it says. Not that they were Mishami Shalokadarka. They were Dashmi Bifnim Vizarmi Bachutz. So it says in our Kemaisa Erva Onan, Velo Kemaisa Erva Onan. What we're saying is that one should do like Erva Onan, but not exactly like Erva Onan. Kemaisa Erva Onan, in that in that to be Mashkas Zara, Dixiv, because by Onan it says, when you use Baal Tamar, it says, Vaya in Baal Eshes Achiv Vishiches Arza. So you see that he was Shofech, uh, the the, the outside of her body. So uh, in that sense, uh, it's it's uh, someone who's dashmi b'fnim v'zormi b'chutz is similar to erva onan, but v'lokemaisa erva onan. But what we're describing a person should do in the first twenty-four months of their baby's life is not like erva onan di'iluhasam shalokedarka, because erva onan were mishami shalokedarka va'achakedarka. What we're suggesting a person does in the first twenty-four months of the baby's life should be a bia kedarka. 
just to be a kedarka uh, where where he's uh, zera outside of her body, and that that was Rabbi Eliezer's suggestion. He was not suggesting that you should do exactly like Ervonan because Ervonan didn't even have a bia kedarka. He was suggesting you do a little different than Ervonan, but at least make sure that the wife doesn't become pregnant. And that the Chachamim criticized, and the Chachamim say, "How can you do that? That's Otsazer Levatala. You're not allowed to uh, to to do that." Um, the Tosos brings a writer from here that it's also to be. Kedarka, that uh, and, and Tulsa asks on it from a number of Rayos and Shas where it seems that it's mutter to be Mishamesh Shalokadarka. So Tulsa has two different uh, resolutions to this. Either you have to say that it's the kind of thing that you're not supposed to do regularly, but by it's mutter to be Mishamesh Shalokadarka on a once in a while basis, or it's only mutter in a way that you're not Moti Zera. But if one could be Mishamesh Shalokadarka, as long as they're not Moti Zera. But if they're Moti Zera, then it's going to be Asr to be Mishamish Lokadarka. So now from the Chacham saying Halolu Kamaisa Erva Onan, we see that Er and Onan were both Shofech Zera outside of uh, Tamar's body. So says Mar Bishlam Onan, I understand very well Onan, why he did that. It says that he was Mashkes Zera. Ela Er Minolan, what's the source that Er did so? So Amram Nachamar Yitzchak Tuchsev Vayomos Gam Oso. Pasuk says by Onan that Gam Oso, that he also died. Ahu Bosa Misames. And that tells you that he violated a similar Avera to what his brother violated. They both died for the same reason. So since Onan died because he was Mashchazaro, so Er must have also died because he was Mashchazaro. So you see that they were both Shofech Zaram Mibachutz. So says Gemara, Bishlama Onan. I understand Onan, what, what Onan's motivation was, why he didn't want Tamar to become pregnant. Mishum lo lo because it wasn't going to be his child anyway. It was going to be called Al Shem Er, his deceased brother. Sa'ela Er, my time of but why didn't Er want Tamar to become pregnant? What was his problem? I mean, he would have been his child, so what, what would be the problem for him? So He didn't want her to become pregnant because he thought it would ruin her beauty. And that was his... Um, Kavana, and that's why he was punished so so uh, so terribly. Malorom raises the question that makes sense for all the other beers. Why didn't he at least have a beer rishona? If we're assuming that a woman cannot become pregnant from a beer rishona, didn't he know that he wasn't going to ruin her beauty with a beer rishona? So why didn't he just at least have a beer rishona? So the Malorom answers based on the Nadiviuda. Nadiviuda says this cloud that a woman does not become pregnant from beer rishona is not a uh, ironclad rule. It's most of the time. Most of the time, a woman doesn't become does not become pregnant from Rishona, much harder to get a woman pregnant in a Rishona. but it does happen sometimes and he didn't want to take that risk so that's why uh, he was punished because he didn't want to ruin her beauty that was his kavana now the Pasuk says in the Torah that uh, Osa the Pasuk describes that a couple has a bia v'isha asher yishkav ish Osa a woman who a man lies with her shich vazera and then v'rachatu b'mayim she has to go to the mikvah v'tamu ad'erev and she's tame ad'erev so we darshan osa prat lekala. Divrei Rabbi Yudah. The Rabbi Yudah says a kala with the bia rishona does not become tame from that bia. The Chum prat lekadarka. The Chum say yes, she does. It's only when a woman has bia shalokadarka that she doesn't become tame from that bia. So Amar le Hone Bered Rav Nachman. Hone is the name of a chacham. It's an unusual name. So Hone, the son of Rav Nachman, said Lu Rav Nachman said to Rav Nachman Lema Kasav Rabbi Yudah. Must be that Rabbi Yudah holds by saying that a kala. 
does not become Tameh from that first Bia that he holds at Torah Chasal, Tachshite Kala, that the Torah is having Rachmanus on the Tachshitim of a Kala. You know how much the makeup lady costs on the day of the wedding? So if we're going to say she becomes uh, Tameh from that Bia Rishona, that means she's going to have to go to the mikvah right after that. It's going to ruin all the makeup. Where did she just spend all that money on the makeup lady? That's what it is literally, that's what the Gemara is saying. So the, uh, the, the, uh, the Rishonim are struggling struggle with what, what's the problem with going to the mikvah with the makeup. So some, some of the Rishonim suggest it's going to ruin the makeup. You go to the mikvah, the water is going to ruin the makeup. Others say, no, it's going to be a chatzitza. She has to remove the makeup before she goes to the mikvah because it's going to be a chatzitza. The reason to say it's not a chatzitza is because it says hatorah al kala. That this sounds like a din midah oraisa. Midah oraisa, the only thing that's a chatzitza is something that's a rov umakbid. It has to be rubo umakbid. So makeup typically is not on the rove of the body, nor is it something she's makbid about. She doesn't mind having the makeup on. He says, no, that's not the reason. The reason is because a woman doesn't become pregnant from the beer Rishona. And the only beer that will make a woman tame is a beer that can make a woman pregnant. So since she can't become pregnant from the beer Rishona, Mela, the beer Rishona, is also not going to make her tame. What's the Nukud Samachogs between Rabbi Yudah and the Chamin, whether a woman becomes tame from the beer Rishona? Rabbanan Savri, the Rabbanan, well, that she does become tame from the beer Rishona, Darsh in the Pasuk as follows. Shikh Vazera Prat Lahara, that it has to be a real full beer to make her tame, not just a Tchilas beer. And Osa Prat Lashalokadarka. And Osa tells me that beer Shalokadarka is not going to make her tame. But there's no drasha to tell me that beer Rishona is not going to make her tame. Whereas Rabbi Yudha Savar, Shalokadarka Vahara, Mishikh Vazera. We learn both of those dinim of Shalokadarka not making her tame and Tchilas beer not making her tame from the phrase Shikh Vazera, Mishikh Vazera Nafka. Osa Prat Lakala. The word Osa is coming to tell me that a first Bia also doesn't make her Tameh. So Kiyasa Ravan, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. When Ravan came from Babel Teretz he was reporting in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Shashasa Achar Baila Esar Shanim, anyone who's, uh, who, who remains in Almana after her husband dies and she remains in Almana for 10 years, Vinises, and then afterwards she gets married, she won't be able to have any more children. That's only if she had no plans of getting married. But if she does have plans of getting married, then she can become pregnant. So Rav said to his wife, The Rabbanan are uh, being multi-laz on you because you were in Almana for more than 10 years by the time I married you and you did become pregnant. So it must be that you must have had beer with someone else in between or something like that. So she said, She said, No, no, I had my eyes on you the whole time. I was planning on marrying you the whole time. So if you're planning on, ma- on getting remarried in those 10 years in between, so then you can become pregnant. Tulsa says this was a, the, the, it, she wasn't just Stam saying this. There's a mice in Babasra, Dafyid Beis, in the first part of Babasra, that when she was a katana, she was sitting on her father's lap, and Rava and Rami Barchama were the two Talmidim, of, uh, were her father's two Talmidim that were learning by him. So her father said, which one of these uh, Bachram do you want to marry one day? And she said, I want both of them. So Rava said, Vani Shani, I'll be the second one, because in order to get both of them, obviously something has to not work out with the first. So he said, let me go second. So she was a mitzapa that the nevuah would be miskayim. So the whole time she assumed that that was going to happen. There was a woman that came to Rabbi Yosef. Amr lo, Rabbi, 
I was an almana for ten years, and then I got remarried and I gave birth, and I wasn't uh, didn't uh, do any 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 didn't have beer with anyone in between. So she said, "Stop lying. You know, you know the chacham don't. Uh, when the chacham says something, you know that it's true. So obviously, you're not confessing to something." So Amalei said, "You're right. L'nachri nevalti. I had beer with a nachri, and uh, the divrei chachamim kainhu. The divrei chachamim are in fact uh, correct. Um, so Be'ez Hashem will pick up with Amar Shmuel tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody." Oh, yeah. Thank you.